and welcome to Teed Up, an original podcast created and produced by Long Beach State's student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm Christina Agresta. I am Sunny Tapia. I'm Maddie G. And I'm Naoki. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and thank you guys for being here. As always, let's jump in with Beach Sports. Man. It feels good to see everybody here, like all at yeah. once. Yeah, we're <laughs> back. We're back. Uh, we're back. It's been a while, and we're yeah. guests in between. Yeah, we missed you guys. I hope you guys had a lot of fun at the Grand Prix, and did. me and Maddie, we held it down here. Um, on some beach sports, I know we talk a lot about volleyball, basketball, you know, like good or bad. Um, but I want to highlight a sport today that flies a little bit under the radar here uh, at Long Beach, and one that we're actually pretty good at. Yes. Um, our women's golf team, freshman Jasmine Loval. She won the individual title at the Big West Championship as a freshman. Way to go, Jasmine. Oh, my God. That's killer. Everybody knows that teed up here. We love our women's sports. We do. Support your women's sports, please. But, um, yeah, first place. She's been killing it all season. And then her teammate, Hannah Code, a junior, she plays third in that same tournament. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we had two Long Beach players in the top three. Yeah. And that's the, great. the Big West is very competitive for yep. all. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Ian Gilligan, you know, the greatest golfer to pick up a men's golf golfer since charles barkley uh. um <laughs> probably the best golfer i've ever seen ever uh he plays 10th in the uh elmasar classic but i mean he's still like a top 15 ranked golfer in the nation like he's mm -hmm. still like a he's killing it and uh, aiden please if there's a way that we can put the charles barkley golf swing clip in here somewhere <laughs> it's legendary it's uh, ian gilligan is legit the best golfer i've ever seen after charles barkley like it's good I think um, there are better golfers than Charles Barkley. What do you mean? Show, show, show Charles his respect, okay? I mean, He's got a good swing. Yeah. I mean, Arnold Palmer has a drink named after him, so yeah. there's that. There's Tiger. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. You know yeah. what? Tiger, yeah, that's a good one. Phil Mickelson, <laughs> Rory McIlroy. I could go on about golf for days. <laughs> we got to do a teed up like golf, like golf okay. game we should go yeah. play a big wreck or something we should just record. do mini golf it's fine you know what we should do? you know how like dude perfect did like the all sports golf yes. oh so down we gotta do that we gotta do Wait, that so, like, you would kick like a soccer ball in a hole yeah and then okay. no but then we like switch it off and it'd be like a frisbee yeah. like, a tennis racket and a ball. yeah we'll do that we'll, but we gotta add some like the more bizarre ones like in there Cricket. How, like, archery like, yeah like archery like pickleball obviously mm. pickleball we we'll get some pickleball in there I'm um, into it. i love that yeah and then last week we kind of touched on um there was the women's basketball coach vacancy mm -hmm. now that vacancy has been filled really quickly too pretty fast days. Mm -hmm. yeah pretty fast and we're we're bringing in uh coach amy wright she was the uh, former coach of the uh, university of oklahoma and she, associate associate, associate, associate. Yeah. uh she was i mean based on what we know about her she was basically like oklahoma's like guard whisperer like yes like that's basically what it was and she in her time there and especially last season um, she helped Oklahoma get their first Big 12 title, their first conference title, on route to obviously making it to the tournament. They didn't make it very far, but... I mean, hey, they made it to the second round. That's really good. Yeah. And now she's going to be coming into a program as the lead. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be kind of cool to see if she can do the same thing yeah. with a team that's rebuilding. Right. Because yeah. we lost a lot of our seniors. Yeah. So yeah. it should I be mean, interesting. Her thing is like, you know, she led a... She had led this team to a top five scoring offense last season, uh, 84.4 points per game, second in the nation. And that team was third in uh, assists per game. So obviously she is a coach that emphasizes in ball movement, player movement. You know, the ball doesn't really stick to any one player. And I think with a team like this that 
as of this moment, there's no clear cut, you know, superstar of this team as of yet. And there's no clear number one, two, three option. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, who kind of pops out. Yeah, who stands out. Yeah. And who, if this offense that she wants to run with, with this beach women's team, that if it allows, you know, any players to really just like shine uh, above everybody else. Yeah. Um, but we want to wish <laughs> Coach Ride the best of luck. Oh yeah, uh, don't worry. I won't. I won't be on the pod next semester. So you yeah. know, you won't have to listen to me. You'll be safe. Talk about you. You'll, You'll be, be fine. Safe. You'll be safe. Also, wishing well, you know, Coach Cannon on his. Oh yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. We'll miss him here at Long Beach. Thank you for your time here. Great year. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal year. It's a great year. Yeah. She Coach Wright is, is has to fill some pretty big shoes. Yeah. Pretty big ones. She got it though. She got yeah. it. She got it though. Come on. Man. And it'll be great to see a female coach coaching a female team. I mean, I love to see yeah. that. So it'll be amazing. Well. Naoki, you mentioned at the top that me and Sunny were gone last week, and that's because we were covering the Long Beach Grand Prix, that's right. which is a sport, actually. So loud. <laughs> I just have to point that out. So loud. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So it was it was Sunny's first time going to the Long Beach Grand Prix. It was my third time, uh, and it was a killer, killer weekend. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, the other supporting series were really great. We had the Porsche Carrera Cup. Loved we had it. Super Trucks. We had IMSA, um, Historic F1, which was really cool. They raced like old cars from like the 90s and 80s, which mm-hmm. was dope. That doesn't sound safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, no one crashed, I don't think. Uh, not in the Historic race. No. Uh, there were a couple crashes in the IndyCar in series the and then also one or two, I believe, in the IMSA race. Yeah, so, in the IMSA race. Yeah, but it was, it was fine overall. They weren't like terrible, terrible, thank yeah. God. But yeah. So then what would you guys say were some of the the bigger storylines that are coming out of this Grand Prix? I mean, we got to talk about Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, What a guy. What a guy. 24 years old. He's from South Florida. uh, Big friends with F1 driver Logan Sargent. He got his first pole and his first win of his career this weekend. And only his third race with Andretti Autosport. So he actually was brought up in the uh, feeder series by Andretti. um, And then they ended up loaning him out to a different team last year. So this year is like his homecoming, basically. And oh, my God, there was a press conference where Kyle Kirkwood was sitting there with Michael Andretti, who is obviously the head of Andretti. Mm -hmm. And you could just see how excited Michael was. It was such a great weekend. Kyle performed so well, like he did not make a single mistake the whole weekend. So many people were saying he was you know, holding himself like a pro. He was so kind. I mean, truly a great guy. I'm really excited to see, you know, what the rest of the year has to hold for him. And then also, Andretti did really, really well that weekend. Yeah, they had, like, what, majority of the top five, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Because two of the, of the top three two were the, Honda Andretti. Yeah, two of the top three were Andretti with uh, Kyle Kirkwood and Roman Grosjean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third, Chip Ganassi. They had Marcus Erickson, who is now leading the championship. Do I think he will keep leading the championship? No. We love Marcus on this podcast, but... Uh, Do we? I know. <laughs> Marcus. I don't know. No. We only have love. We, know one we only Marcus. have time for one Marcus. So honest. <laughs> yes. We only can show love to one Marcus at a time, please. <laughs> um, no, I think... Uh, if it weren't for Pato Awards' uh, tough weekend, I don't think Erickson would be in the top spot. I think it was Pato's race to win, and he just he choked it. He it choked just it. it didn't really pan out for him. And I mean, even when I was there, even though it was my first time kind of being there, kind of watching it, it was really it was getting easier as the weekend went on to like pick up who were going to be the leaders, and especially mm-hmm. talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So, I mean, I feel a similar way about it, even though I'm very new to the sport. Mm -hmm. I thought he should have probably taken it, but 
it didn't work out. I mean, I feel like Pato kind of always chokes in front of the Long Beach crowd, at least as from what I've seen, there is a huge Paddle Award like mafia here. Oh, like wow. I went to go interview people about who their favorite drivers were. Every person I talked to said, I love Paddle Award. I love Paddle Award. You know, he's from Mexico. We have a really big Hispanic community here. People love that man. And, you know, it could be the pressure of almost like a home race. Um, but yeah, it was a great weekend. It was overall. fun. It was really fun. And then we got to talk about another Marcus, Marcus Armstrong. Lots of Marcuses on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's one very bad one. But um, <laughs> so honest, yeah. I know. Well, you didn't, we weren't going to name I it. I didn't say it. We're I just said one. What are you I doing? I just said one. That's on you. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> See, Layla came up with, to remember all of the drivers over the weekend, we came up with nicknames for everyone. Okay. So Layla kept calling Marcus Armstrong Sohonis to remember that his <laughs> name was Marcus. <laughs> um, but yeah, he leading the rookie battle this year. He's not even driving ovals, but he finished in the top 10. And that was a killer, killer finish for Chip Ganassi. So all in all, good weekend. I hope Sonny had fun. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. And we did a good job. We were hoping you would have fun. You would have had fun. We were talking about like how you don't like anything. It sounds like you had a good time though. Well, I wouldn't say anything. I would just say I don't. I don't like bricks. I like baskets. So did the sunburn like dampen the mood? (laughs) Not really, because it didn't really hurt. So that was that was a plus. Even though I was just like a tomato, I was like bright red. So right, yeah, Yeah. that was fun. So then, what does what are the results of that weekend entail for the rest of the season? I mean, it's hard to tell. We're only in the third race, but I think we're starting to see who the front runners are. I think in a way, Kirkwood has a shot at being in that top five. I think Grosjean still is battling out for those those top spots. I'm hoping for him to get his first race I feel, or his first race win. I feel it coming, um, but I'm still betting on Pato to win the whole thing. I really think it's his year, even though he choked this weekend. You know, he didn't perform well at all this weekend and he's still second in the championship. So. Okay. That's what we're feeling. And, uh, you know, Ilot also, he was looking really good. He was seventh in the championship going to this weekend, but it's not a great weekend for him. But I'm I'm hoping he can turn it around. So we have a few people to look at. But overall, you know, it's too early to, in the season to tell. Well, we're rooting for Kyle Kirkwood on yeah. this side. Yeah. We love Kyle. He we drives a pink car. Yeah, that pink oh, car so is even so better. bright. Come it's, on. It's very much giving Barbie core. Like, is that yeah. right? Like the Barbie movie should sponsor him, please. That's right. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> the page layout was really nice for his uh, side of the story. Yeah. All pink. All pink. Pink well, headlines, pink. everything. Yeah. yeah I, I yeah, saw that car. Too. That thing is beautiful. It's a beautiful car. Indy cars are beautiful yeah. cars. I think they're a lot more like pretty than F1 cars. I know it's a hot take, but like Whoa. there's something about the aero screen and just the way they look that I just love. And their their liveries are always so bright and interesting. I'll buy one. Daily 49er. IndyCar. <laughs> I'll buy one. It's fine. We'll enter it in next year's Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, IndyCar, if you're looking for new sponsors who can't pay you, hit us up. <laughs> We'd love to we'll be a part like, of the team. We should like a YouTube video of us like in the car. We'll do a <laughs> team up episode inside of, a, inside of a car. They did do hot laps where they had celebrities. They had a... Is her name Sydney McLaughlin, the track star? The US track star? I don't know. Sydney something. Layla put in the we captions what her correct <laughs> name is. But um, she did a hot lap where she was in a two-seater indie car and she got to drive around the track and it was really cool. But yeah, Sydney McLaughlin. Yeah, Sydney McLaughlin. She okay. was there and she did a hot lap and she was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. So 
Grand Prix of Long Beach, get Naoki in for a hot lap next year. That's right. <laughs> I'll go I'll come in with my with my jar of pickles. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your pickles as you're going across oh, the yeah, track. Oh, yeah, you already know. I, I need that photo, though, like of like me like having the pickle. I got you. Like almost like a I'll cigar. I got you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. on my victory lap. I got you. And then like and catch me like juice. a couple minutes of just like, <laughs> <laughs> like spitting it out. <laughs> Well, this is going to be the most cheesy uh, transition I've ever done. But okay. moving from the hot streets of Long Beach, let's go to the cool, cool NHL. rinks of the cool NHL. Rinks, cool rinks of the NHL. That, that hurt my soul. By yeah, way. I'm going to actually move away from that transition first <laughs> because of that. But I just want to like say what's happened with the Oakland Athletics is like really sad, oh. especially for professional sports in general. Yeah. yeah. To see a team move purely for like money. Yeah. Because I know people say the fans don't show up, and it's true they have like a six thousand fan attendance this year. Yeah. But there's no reason to show up. They're not fielding a competitive team. They have three wins on the year. The stadium is falling apart. They had a possum in the media rooms for like all the announcers. But still, Oakland loves baseball. They've lost three professional sports teams now in ten years. Yeah, well, the Raiders. I mean, just be good, and then you won't lose teams. That's the thing. Like I know Moneyball. It's my favorite movie. It's a good movie. And it's like a really good baseball strategy, but every team uses Moneyball now. The A's kind of just never moved on. They don't want to spend with their owner. Ah, he is a billionaire. Yeah. He has the money. They say it's a small market. He could spend. They could compete. They don't want to compete. And so fans don't want to show up. I mean, I think I'm from the Bay, coming from a Bay person. I think Oakland fans, they're just tired. I mean, exactly, the, yeah. the Raiders got taken away from them. And now, you know, the A's are being taken. Like, I think they... I think people thought like yeah. it was just inevitable that the A's were going to move because I think they, I mean, they competed out of the same st stadium. Like you were a Raiders and A's fan. You were yeah. never just one. Yeah. And so now that they've kind of moved on, a lot of people aren't yeah. showing up. And anymore. then the, the Warriors moved from Oakland to San Francisco a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It just keeps happening. Just keeps, uh, yeah. If you live in the Oakland area, it's rough. I mean, I get it. Like there's so many there's so many professional sports teams throughout the whole state. I mean, we yeah. have teams LA. in Sacramento. We have teams in LA. We have teams in San Francisco. But San Diego. San Diego. Like, we, we have people everywhere, but it's still, well, it mean, hurts a little bit. I mean, at least Oakland still has one professional athlete that still likes to come around. Marshawn Lynch. That's true. He's Marshawn like the goat of Oakland. That is true. Comes over. That's where he retired. He threw up his cleats on the power line and was like, I'm done. Yeah, Damian Lewis from Oakland, too. Yep. But, you know, Marshall Lynch is better, but, you know. He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Iconic. Iconic. Um, but, yeah, I mean, speaking of rough things, mm -hmm. let's talk about some hockey playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been a really fun start to the playoffs. I think we're about two to three games in for each series now. Not for one player. It hasn't been fun for one player. Yeah. You got 75 stitches. Yeah, we were going to get there. Morgan Barron. Very... <laughs> I'd rather get there now. That sounds so painful. But the thing is, like in hockey, 75 stitches, just like another day at the office. He missed 20 minutes and came back out. It's oh true. My, wait, I'm sorry. He left for 20, 20 minutes. minutes, got 75 stitches, and then came back for play. And just yeah, had like a just cage. just put on a cage. Oh, my God. It, and it, it was like the eye. Yeah. Aiden, if you can put up a picture... Yeah, please. No, like Aiden. the video is crazy. It is. His no, face please, just goes please don't do that. Down it's straight down the and blade. it slides down the blade. It's wild. Mm -hmm. And then he just comes yep. back. Well, it's playoff hockey. I mean, like the Stanley Cup, in my opinion. Hockey players build different. Bro. Stanley Cup, in my opinion, is like the greatest achievement in North American sports mm -hmm. because it's just such a grueling playoff push. And it's so like anyone can win in yeah. hockey. True. I think it's one of the few sports where, like upsets 
are common. Mm. I know when you look at NBA playoffs versus hockey, it's statistically more likely for underdog to win. Yeah. And it just like kind of tends to always be that way. Yeah. And Marshman is the same thing, right? Yeah. Marshman is is kind of like the 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 what is it called? Like the big picture of like upset season Upsets, and yeah. Cinderella stories, right? But no hockey playoffs for sure. They're like I mean, comparing it to the NBA playoffs, it's like you have your favorites every year and mm-hmm. you might get like uh, an eight seed. I don't think an eight seed has beat a one seed like in a long time, but like a seven seed being a two seed in the NBA playoffs. But at the end of the day, the finals matchup always ends up being a top three seed versus a top three seed. But um, yeah, that that cut is rough. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that thing is crazy. I wouldn't have came back. I would have cried in my home. And I feel like that probably will like not be the worst injury we see someone oh, play through probably the playoffs. Won't. Yeah, probably won't. It's yeah. hockey to be to. to I be mean, fair, there's players who have played with punctured ribs. Yeah. It's true. Oh my god! And like it just happens. You want to get out there and do your best. So I mean, do I you like smelling say, salts and you just get back on the ice. I rarely watch hockey. I'm just not a hockey girl. But when I do watch, it's kind of epic. Like not yes. gonna lie. <laughs> Bleep that, please. Bleep. Just, we had done so good. I know. It broke it's the streak. It's me. Out of any one of us, it had to be. I feel like out of any of us, I'm the best to have broken the cursing streak, though. Gosh. But, uh, I mean, talking about, like, an injury, player safety's been one of the biggest things. So far in these playoffs, we had Matthew Dumba's hit on Joe Pavelski. Mm-hmm. Pavelski's going to be out for the rest of the first round, at least. He's in concussion protocol. And the penalty was called a major on the ice. And then mm-hmm. they reversed it to a minor, no suspension. And then on the other side, you have Michael Bunting. He got suspended for three games for a questionable hit, but one game max really should have been the case. And this just always seems to be player safety not understanding how to suspend a player properly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Pavelski being out is going to severely hurt the stars and no repercussions. Yeah. Love to see it. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah. But so far, there's been like two series I've been really paying attention to. Toronto, Tampa. I saw that. I was watching that yesterday. Night. I was watching yeah. that yesterday, yeah. Well, so that game was interesting because the day before, Tampa wins 7-3. to And then last night was Toronto winning 7-2. Yeah, 7-2. Like, it just flips so fast. yeah. And it, it, like I was surprisingly, I was watching this while I was picking up my food at Buffalo Spot. Like I was getting my food, and I was I was just happened to catch it on TV. <laughs> oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And like it was like the first period, and the Maple Leafs were like leading like three zero at the end of that first period. I was yeah. like, this is this is pretty cool. And then I left. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like it's more intense too when you know that in that seven to two loss mm-hmm. for Tampa, the goalkeeper yes refused to leave he did. because it was for his streak no like his streak of playing in every minute of the playoffs since I, 2018 most likely yeah i didn't know the i think that's what reason, i read but I what i read is Andre vasilevsky told john cooper he would not come off the ice and, yeah i mean wow. that's something it's hard to like fault him to some extent the yeah. night before mark andre Fleury gave up six goals in a period and a half and i thought for sure he would get pulled but i think in playoff hockey you just don't see goalies get pulled that often i think it's that but then also i mean like you said earlier like it's playoff hockey and it's yeah. like you want to put your best game forward yeah. and so it's like when you're a professional athlete as well in any sport it doesn't matter what it is exactly. when you're a professional athlete you have that like drive and that ambition to like want to keep playing regardless of injury of whatever's happening in the game and things like that so i mean i don't blame him if i were him i would have stayed in too yeah i think it was not the right call when you look at the final score no absolutely not (laughs) but but. you can't fault him and vasilevsky's been like one of the best goalies over the past five years he's won his ring so 
Big ups to him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then staying local, Kings, Edmonton. This is a series I've been waiting for. My hot takes early into playoff predictions, even before playoffs, where I thought the Kings are a true contender. I think they can make the Stanley Cup. And I still hold that. I think game one was like a really good analysis of that. They were down two to zero after two periods. You come back, then they take the lead again, and then they score 17 seconds left, and then go on to win game one in overtime. Like, the team has fight in them. It's true. I mean, even though Edmonton, like, they basically outplayed the Kings in both games. Well, like... The and thing. it's just the Kings came out in the first game mm-hmm. and then they didn't in the second one. And it was the same kind of storyline. Yeah, they came back again in game two. Yeah. I mean, sign up the Kings for me is they play like a fundamentally solid game of hockey, but they're not skilled. They've never been. They play mm-hmm. dump and chase hockey. It's mm-hmm. not attractive. I think they're one of the boringest teams to watch coming as a fan versus like Edmonton. You have Connor McDavid. It's just so he dynamic. He can glide through any player. It's so dynamic. But I mean, he got pocketed. It's true. He did. He got pocketed. He and then did. Gabe came back, and I mean, he scores a goal, so Kings get Kevin Fiala back. I really do think this game, it's going seven. It's I, going seven. I think it's going to go seven, but then also, I mean, Edmonton, they outshot the Kings in game two, 37 to 24. <sighs> and so it's like, I feel like the Kings are going to have to kind of alter their defensive strategy to slow down that offensive Edmonton, because like you said, Edmonton is much more dynamic. Like yeah. they're much more versatile when it comes to stuff like that. So I think they got to slow it down in the back end, especially. See, like the thing with that is the Kings are also a smaller team too. Like yeah. everything's against them really in the series. Edmonton was the best team in the league over the final half of the year. Underdog story. Hey, Kings are historic for the underdog story. It's the first true. eighth seed in North American sports to win. But yeah, we can hop into pickle break, I think. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Pickle break. We love Portland Pickles. We do. We've right. talked about their sponsor, Grillo's Pickles. I found out recently, Grillo's Pickles sued Boston legend Mark Wahlberg. Why? So uh, Wahlburgers, I guess, advertised them as having fresh pickles. Mm. Wahlburgers does not have fresh pickles, according to Grillo's. They use preservatives. Oh. oh. Wow. This is like tearing up the pickle industry. I mean, oh. Wahlburgers, that's like iconic in Boston. Grillo's. Yeah iconic in boston That's true. you can buy yep. a whole entire car in fenway in fenway we learned about this yes is, <laughs> is there a Wahlburgers location in boston i thought it was just in vegas no no it's but, in, i mean they're from boston they're from boston uh, okay, yeah. that makes establishment sense. and then also pickleball players six times more likely to play hockey i think that makes sense that i think makes- they just get bored they're like yeah. i want to I check somebody into a wall <laughs> <laughs> i would think it'd be the opposite way like a hockey player is like 20 times more likely to play pickleball but like after retirement type yeah, thing exactly. yeah i feel like pickleball is like an old man sport yeah. a little bit yeah, yeah. retirement like see like a 45 year old of two blown out knees trying to get on the ice yeah heroic i guess i'd pay to see that i would pay to see that <laughs> i would pay i'd pay to see that <laughs> and then uh sunny if you were in chicago what can you not put on a hot dog first of all i'm very happy to be back to be questioned like this <laughs> but um to be really honest i have no idea don't put ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, I feel like I've heard that, yeah. actually. Really? I feel like they, I've heard that. A lot that. of Chicago hot like dog it. vendors don't have Mm-mm. ketchup there at all. It's like a sin. Mm-hmm. But you know what they put on their hot dogs in Chicago? Relish. 
pickles. Pickles. Just straight pickles. A spear. Yeah. A classic. That show. sounds I love so how good. We're in though. this segment of this podcast, and she goes relish. <laughs> well, relish is like pickle. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, it's it pickle. It would have been so much better if you just said like mustard or like, <laughs> like mayonnaise, yeah, mayo, <laughs> tartar sauce. Just like a whole spear. A whole spear. Yeah. With oh, the that tomatoes. So oh, it sounds so good. And then like the sweet peppers. Gross. No. Can we have a pickle break where we just eat stuff? Like just eat pickle stuff. You can puke. I'll love it. It's fine. It'll be great. I would really like. We're that. not doing this. No, I would really like that. I'm running really low on pickle. Content. I want a chickle. I want a chickle. That's all I gotta say. Pickles. Okay, I I will put my digestive system on Online. the line. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll tap in for you, Naoki. I'll tap all in. All right, all right. I'm glad that I'm being supported. Well, moving on from the pickle break, we've got to talk about the Champions League. Oh. My this favorite. is fun. This is all you. My favorite. This is great. I just know Ted Lasso, so I will be here. <laughs> Ted Lasso <laughs> hasn't played in the Champions League, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Ted Same Lasso. with Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. <laughs> hey, but the U17 finally won a trophy. <laughs> 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 the only time Tottenham will ever win a trophy. Um, but no, uh, the second leg of the Champions League uh, wrapped up this week. Um, I want to highlight one big thing here. Uh, through two games of the second leg, Chelsea did not score a single goal against Real Madrid. Um, it's okay, Maddie, you can cry. Not that yeah. we expected them to score anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, you see the team sheet and you kind of already know what's yeah. happening. You play a five back, yeah. Kai Havertz up top, and Gallagher at Cam, and it's just like, there's no reason to watch. Yeah, Ma- Mateo's watching this right now, like giggling. At <laughs> Mateo like, was already telling me it was over, and yeah. know, I trust his takes more than my own. Yeah, so. You know what? He did provide some very in depth analysis. Yeah. And then um, Bayern went out. That was a big Byron one. went out. Byron went out. They did have to. They had to play City, which is a little bit unfortunate. I think City's my favorite to win the tournament. I, I was. So I was just about to get to that. It doesn't really surprise me. I think Byron sacking Nagelsmann to oh, bring in I Tuchel just because Tuchel beat Man City the year before is yeah. questionable. Actually, Nagelsmann just dropped out of the race for new, being the yeah. new Chelsea manager. No one wants to manage. Nobody wants to manage. We're Chelsea. so in the mud. Maybe you can get call up Ted Lasso. Yeah. You're stuck in the mud. Sorry. Not even Ted Lasso. Bring in Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, please. Just bring in, <laughs> bring in Sudeikis. I feel like he can honestly run a club better than Frank Lampard. Or man- Frank or- Lampard over his last 17 games has won two. Or manage it better than Todd Bowley. Get Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Get him out of Wrexham. Hey, Wrexham. Get him out of Re- Hey, they're about to get promoted. I know. Yeah. Shout out Wrexham. Yeah, Wrexham's about to get promoted into what is it, uh, League One? Yeah, so they'll finally be in like the actual professional part of the pyramid because they're currently Yay! playing yeah. in like semi-professional level yeah english pyramid's interesting they signed uh ben foster like as a late as a late yeah, season push bicycling keeper yeah the cycling gk and yeah, ben foster is like a former premier league like man man united well, watford he keeper had premier league like offer still yeah he did like teams still wanted him in the league came and he said re- he was done came out of retirement just to play play for ryan reynolds well it's his boyhood club and that is and he just started mm-hmm. he just started off his career there and i mean like i think wanting to lift him out the vonorama north makes sense yeah um so now the quarterfinals are set. It's going to be on one side. It's going to be the what we call the Milan Derby, uh, mm-hmm. Inter versus AC Milan. And on the other side, which the matches that I'm certainly looking forward to the mm-hmm. most is going to be Real Madrid versus Manchester City. I believe that whoever makes it out of that, that City-Madrid matchup, will ultimately win it all. I just, I just don't believe that either one of Inter or Milan can compete with the firepower of both of those teams. No, they're just offensive. They're just so yeah. powerfully offensive. And I mean, their defense is amazing. Their midfield play, just from like top to bottom, from front to back, is just like they're both of those teams are like so well balanced, so well put together. A lot of those people like 
especially Madrid. That's a team that's been playing mostly together for like the past like decade. Well, I mean, that's what's kind of funny, though, is like because we were talking about it earlier, how what I was reading, like the Vegas odds, they're on Man City. Yeah. Like Man City's the favorite right now. I think it makes sense. I mean, they have the secret weapon of like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Milk. Early Holland <laughs> said he credits his goal scoring ability to milk and it's it, proven. I mean, this is why Manchester City brought in Erling Holland, right? Yeah. Um Realistically, City doesn't didn't need Holland to win the Prem, right? Because no. I feel Julian like Julian Alvarez would have been a fine strike. Yeah, he's more than capable. But this is what they brought in Holland for. It was for the Champions League play, right? Mm-hmm. This kind of what, what I like to call the, the tap in merchant. Um, yeah, he does not yep. score pretty goals. He does not score beautiful. It's just like throw, throw it anywhere in the goalie's box. It's Holland's gonna get but there. Goals a goal. Mm-hmm. Goals a goal. Goals a goal. Goals a goal. He is having like a historic goal scoring season in the yep. Prem and yep. making the Premier League look like a farmer's league almost. But <laughs> and I mean, I mean Man City is that way nowadays. Yeah, well, you and I both know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Man City too. Like, uh, we also talked about that. Like, they're undefeated at home. Yeah. Through like the last twelve. Yeah. At home, and so that's the thing. It's like, is yeah. that going to be a main factor? Playing in the Etihad. It's well, like talking about home stadiums. I think my most exciting matchups Milan Inter. Yeah, the Milan Derby is going to be so sick because the San Siro is like close to the end of its lifespan that's true and so having a semi-final two italian teams is like kind of rare in like yeah. the recent years of soccer you don't see a lot of italian teams really competing anymore yeah since juve true juve got their points back they, they get their points back they jumped up to what uh third third in the Serie A table mm-hmm. but i mean that even that napoli ups, upset was, was crazy was yeah. shocking right and we talked about this before that napoli in the italian the table teams they're like some of the they're literally the best team in the Italian league, but like by far. Yeah. I and mean, to, Victor Osman's on like a similar level to Holland. Yeah. Like he's just been amazing this year. But to me, between Inter and AC Milan, I'm I'm going to have to take AC Milan oh, yeah. on this. Mike Minan, I think, is probably up there as one of the best keepers in the world right now. Yeah. Rafael Leal is like super in demand at this point. Yeah. Lucas. Yeah. Lucas Hernandez. No, Theo. Yeah. Theo. Yeah. 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 On the left, like it's just a really solid team. Santa like, Tonali. Still got Giroud over there and Olivier Giroud is a timeless treasure. He's a, he's a beautiful man, beautiful goals. He is a beautiful man. He's a good looking guy. If you ever get a chance to look at Olivier Giroud, oh my. I will look him up. He's French. I do. Wow. Come on. You know, That's I right up like Christine's alley. Come on, man. But I'm not a PSG fan. I support Leeds. That's okay, okay though. You're a Leeds fan. I'm a Leeds fan. That's right. Yeah. Liverpool be Leeds 6 1. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to get my Liverpool. We haven't won a game in like over a month, okay? I, I'm going to cherish this moment, okay? You know, I'm just a Leeds fan because I used to love Brendan Aronson over at uh, Red Bull Salzburg and I moved over to Leeds with him. So it's okay. No, hold that. <laughs> hold that out. Hold, hold it. <laughs> I don't care what your fandom stands. I need, I needed this as a, for my well being as yeah. a Liverpool fan. I needed this, man. I'll yeah. let you have the win, Naoki. <laughs> I, I needed this so bad. Tough run of form gets to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a win in months. <laughs> you haven't seen a goal scored in months. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Erling, Erling Holland has more goals scored by himself than we, the entire Chelsea squad before. combined. We said this last week. It's tough. That Being is a so Chelsea tough. fan is rough. I know a lot of my friends are Chelsea fans, and it's just. There's Sadness. not much to be happy about there. There is no yeah. passion. There is no <laughs> aggression. This freaking club. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, so then, who do you... You said City. You said is your favorite one at all? I think it's City, yeah. Who do you got, Sonny? Probably City. City? Yeah. Leeds? <laughs> yeah, Leeds is going to take it all. No, um, I'm going to go... I want to see an Italian team take it all. I want, I want to see Milan. 
Let's go. All yeah. right. That, that, it's for a new man, Giroud. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love Don't it. know him, but I'll support him. You know, I'll, before we wrap up, I want to give one more shout out real quick. Shout out to the president, Malcolm Brogdon. He won six men of the year, oh. Boston Celtics. I, I love when you see the look on your face. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the actual U.S. president. This is a sports podcast, everybody. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but Malcolm, I said this last week, Malcolm Brogdon, to me, you know, my, my Celtics bias, he was my front runner for six men of the year. And it was fitting that the the award is named after John Havlicek of Celtics legend and uh, had to have a Boston Celtic win it this year. Um, and Malcolm Brogdon's first year as a Celtic coming off the bench. Malcolm Brogdon, realistically, on, on a lot of other teams can start. But he chose to come off the bench to compete for a championship. And I appreciate you. I can't speak for everybody else. I don't. I I'm love a Laker you, fan. I, I don't. love you. You're my, that's, you're my president. I, uh, that's my president right there. Cool. Um, let's wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> and with that being said, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode, season one, episode 10 of Teed Up. Thank you to our editor, Aiden Swanepoel, our producer, Layla Nunez, and our podcast editor, Isabel Salagi. If you want to stay up to date on the latest in Long Beach State sports, check out our website, daily49er.com, and follow us on socials at daily49er. I'm Christina. Bye. Later. Mr. President.